0: welcome to let's talk ed and in this week's edition we are going to be talking about what makes a master teacher and zahi as we've talked about before so much of this is is not just saying something like oh you need to assess or you need to be unique or or you need to you know apply rigor part of what we talk about when we're talking about making a master teacher yes all of those things are there But it's also helping make sure they have the the background knowledge to take that stuff and run with it.
1: Yes, because teaching is viewed as doing something. Teaching is, in fact, an art, and there's the science to it. So the master teacher is somebody who joins both. Now, they may not be perfect in both or either, but they recognize that they are also learning and growing. It's gonna take them many times of repeating that same course. And we know new teachers, they might be great teachers, but, but they're new if they've done those uh, same uh, uh, lectures re- a number of times, repeated, the, repeated them a number of time, times, they become better and more effective. So uh, with regard to the uh, assessment, it is helping the student know where they are on the path of the learning. And, and I personally do not believe that quizzes and exams are the sole way of doing things. Uh, they are one way. They are one way that we mandate, uh, but they're not the sole way the assessment you know uh, having the students work in groups and moving from one group helping students gauging what they're understanding at the individual time meeting with students individually those give you ideas about where they are and you pass them on to the students so they know where their gaps are or what areas they uh, they need to shore up and how they can do that
0: yeah, one of the the unfortunate realities uh, with with education, um, you know, you hear about assessment all the time, and there's no question that that it's incredibly important uh, for our institutions, for our students, for our instructors. But an unfortunate reality, and you and I've sat through many different workshops over the years. I've talked to other educators that, you know, have had careers worth of workshops, and so many of them, Talk circular around some of these things it's important to assess people because assessment is important and therefore you need to assess them and they don't always get into the the meat and potatoes of what that really means. And you know, you can take that and apply that to assessment. You can take that and apply that to, you know, oh, it's really unique, or it's really important to be unique in the classroom and and do innovative things, but not necessarily go into a lot of depth on examples. And I'm probably projecting a little bit on my own because I'm somebody that I like to see what other people are doing. And when I see that, I'm thinking about how can I take that concept and apply it in a similar way with what I'm doing? Um, but if you told me, you know, well, we want your marketing to be like super unique and engaging, what what does that really mean? How am I supposed to accomplish that? so if if we as administrators are not going into some of this depth about, you know what makes a master instructor what are some of these components and how do you do them are are we doing our due diligence
1: yes we talked previously about active learning where the students are working with one another and teaching one another that's what you're describing right and and mm-hmm. and we need to think about the instructor as a learner and the best way to learn is learn with other instructors and and learning from them, learning with them, depending on the situation and, and the critique. Assessment for the sake of checking boxes because an accrediting commission wants you to do it, is perhaps more common than doing it for the reason that it was developed for. So we need to understand deeply and fully how people learn before we're able to master the task of teaching, therefore being able to assess the students as learners. Because we can categorize them, right? The the current way that is very common of uh, that, that GPA and, and categorizing students into four buckets or five buckets if you include the F, that that is not an assessment of their learning. That is not helping them understand exactly what they need to to do, what the gaps are, or how they're doing, or what they really achieved uh, in that uh, class or that lecture. So assessment for the sake of checking boxes is, I think, why very commonly you hear you need to do assessment because assessment is important therefore we need to assess so by understanding how people learn bloom's taxonomy and how you scaffold it and how how you you know you can reach the top uh, of that pyramid but then restart at the bottom that's how things work right it's it's an iterative consistently evolving set of moments that come together to put together a lecture to put together a semester to put together a a program and i think that's where we need to put more of our emphasis again it's not the command and control it's that providing the opportunity for growth
0: and Zahi, i want to zoom out a little bit more here and and touch on something that that you talked about here a little bit ago, uh, and something that you and I were actually talking about off camera. Um, And I think it's the importance, you know, when you're talking about someone that's a master teacher, I think it's important for them to always be willing to learn themselves. Uh, You know, whether it's like you said, learn about your students in a way that you are you know, giving them what they need in the way that they need it. Um, you know, it's about learning the latest, you know, techniques, the latest technology uh, that that is going to apply in your class. You know, just because you got that that master's degree or that Ph.D. doesn't mean, you know, well, I'm done with school now and uh, now I'm a teacher and I know that everything there is to know. Um, it's finding those new things to continue to engage students and and help them uh, become better learners themselves.
1: That's why it's very important when we're talking about master teacher to talk about how institutions need to help their faculty develop and making that part of the evaluative approach. Rather than, you know, the gotcha uh, approach of, you know, how many times have you started on time? How long did it take you to respond to a student's email? Which are critical, but that's not what makes you a master teacher, in my opinion. And and part of valuing the student and evaluating uh, the faculty and evaluating them is what have we offered them and how have we offered them the opportunity to grow within the subject matter but also within the um uh, the teaching profession and and uh,
0: yeah. go ahead i was going to say and unfortunately when times are lean one of the things that that gets cut is professional development dollars uh, you know, so you, you take away some of those opportunities for, you know, instructors to, you know, take a class or go to a conference or, or something like that, which, you know, that's a, a key critical thing. It is. And and it doesn't need to be expensive. It doesn't
1: need to be a conference. Right. It doesn't need to be at, in Orlando at, at uh, Disney World. There are so many ways of doing things with the current technology, with the plethora of of wonderful videos on YouTube, TED Talks, uh, podcasts, and books, and so on. That professional learning community is critical. I think having your faculty reading an article and talking about it and, and reading a book and talking about individual chapters allows for that learning among them but also developing the individuals um, um, using their critical abilities critical thinking abilities building their arsenal of tools
0: well zahi this is a topic that that we could literally make its own series because there are so many uh layers to this uh, onion that we could unpeel but Uh, we're about out of time for this episode. We have been talking about some of the things that make a master teacher, and uh, by no means has this been a comprehensive list, but we've touched on a few. If you enjoy conversations like this on Let's Talk Ed, be sure and uh, like us, subscribe to us, ring that bell here on YouTube so you get notifications of when we post New content, and uh, certainly you can find us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms as well. So, for Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time on Let's Talk Ed.